Hello friends, Patrick McFarlane here of the Liberty Bigly Podcast. Welcome back to another episode. This is a back-to-back. So last night I released that episode about the DOT in Wisconsin and these horrible, terrible road signs. And I had this amazing thought to follow up with it um, that I was thinking of when I left my garage when I got home from work today. And now I can't think of it at all. So... Yeah, good times. Um, Today I thought I'd talk a little bit about impeachment because that's all the rage. But what I wanted to talk about is this kind of dichotomy between the fact that I couldn't give two shits about impeachment. But at the same time, it's incredibly important, objectively speaking, in the history of the country. And um, I guess I wanted to explore that because... And this dovetails a little bit with this episode that I released recently about the purity psyop. And on the one hand, there's this rejection of, complete rejection of politics. And if you're going to be a peer and um, white as snow voluntarist, you have to be 100% peer. And of course, what I was talking about before with that episode is that... um, The problem with purity and purity spiraling in libertarianism or any ideology is that there's always going to be someone who's more pure than you and who is a better voluntarist than you and who has completely um, holier than thou separated themselves from politics and separated themselves from any kind of pragmatic approach that would sacrifice principle and so on and so forth, you get into a spiral in which you become completely irrelevant and you have no effect on voluntarism as spreading it as an ideology or anything of that nature. So on the one hand, I don't care at all about this impeachment and it's exhausting to pay attention to. And, of course, it's all a circus. The whole thing is just a giant farce. But at the same time, in the same way that the American Revolution, for instance, was... Or, you know, any any act by any president throughout history or, or any political happening, say the Alien and Sedition Acts or... Um, I don't know, what have you, the assassination of President Lincoln or... Just trying to think of any random, insert random political, uh, the assassination of JFK or the impeachment of Bill Clinton or anything like that is historically significant and has a significant effect on politics in general. Uh, It is important that President Trump at least was voted in the House for an impeachment trial to be held in the Senate. And... Frankly, I haven't been paying enough attention to really all I remember from law school in regards to impeachment is that the House votes on whether or not the Senate should hold a trial over whether or not to impeach the president. And then if the Senate has a trial and convicts the president of high crimes or misdemeanors, in that case, the the president would be impeached and he would leave office and the other vice president would become president. But I've also heard that even though 
and this was from an unreliable source, so perhaps this isn't the case, but I've also heard that even if the president is impeached and convicted by the Senate, that doesn't mean that he will leave office. And the example they cited was, and this was someone who had lived through the Clinton years, the Clinton impeachment, the example they cited was that, well, Clinton was impeached formally, but he didn't leave office and he finished his term, which this is all hearsay, so I don't know if that's true or not. Um, my recollection was that Clinton resigned after he was impeached, right? Maybe I'm wrong, but which is odd because I should know these things, but I really don't care on the other hand. So I don't know. I was just kind of wanted to do some verbal thinking here on the podcast about how exactly and sort out how exactly I felt about this whole, or my opinion regarding this whole impeachment inquiry. And I haven't really talked about it on the podcast proper because I, Again, I don't really care, and I don't want to get muddled up in the mundane day-to-day or the, the political theater, as it were. And But again, struggling with the importance historically of this, this event. But I, I think it's become pretty clear, and I do watch Tim Pool, who is a journalist, I think... In my opinion, he well, he's a centrist, but he's relatively liberal and believes in a, a regulatory state and, like, excuse me, I'm sorry, a social safety net. I'm recording all these after my bedtime. It's like the only spare moment that I have during the day to do anything like this or to pontificate in the microphone um, and show like this. But I do like Tim Pool, even though he says stupid crap um, relatively frequently. But he's correct on a fair number of things, and I think his heart is in the right place. And I think that he's an honest and fair, unbiased, as much as any news source could be. I think he's unbiased. But, sorry, um, he was saying how basically... And I think we all know this, is that the DNC and Democrats are shooting themselves in the foot, and they've just doubled down on this impeachment line ever since Donald Trump was elected. Um, they set about to try and impeach him right away from the start. And they've essentially, as a party, committed political suicide in pursuing these ends because the the entire country is... Well, not the entire country, but most of the country is either behind Donald Trump or they are so irritated and annoyed with the Democrats' efforts to impeach Donald Trump and the partisan political mania of it that they have turned against the Democratic Party and are now supporting the president uh, because, in part because of their blind faith in the government and the political... Oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about this. It must be so annoying. Um, Can't help it. Um, so either because they, you know, like Donald Trump or they believe in the power of government and, and it's all of its trappings and religiosity so powerfully that, oh, they respect the democratic process to the point where, 
oh, well, Donald Trump was elected and other citizens of the United States believe so strongly in the electoral process that we have to honor the president because the office is, is sacred. And, you know, we've all heard the, the lines before. So, and on the other hand, Tim Pool made this claim about how the the economy, about how the economy has been, or is, this is the longest period of growth in the economy in history, and how the economy is so great, and how everything's booming right now, and um, all this, which as Austrian, as Austrian economists, or as armchair Austrians, or Austrians, commentators on the economy we know a lot of this is all bullshit and it's based on government numbers that uh for instance the unemployment numbers which don't count people who have stopped looking for work and a lot of these numbers are are fake and phony and they don't reflect the true state of the economy which is in dire straits the fact that we are in a recession if even if Sorry. Um, even if the rest of the the country hasn't um, hasn't realized it yet, and even if so, if those rec if those numbers do kind of reflect the truth of the situation, um, well, they don't reflect the truth of the situation. But if the numbers are accurate in any sense or could be relied on, well, all of the numbers are attributable to the interest rate. And the interest rate is, has been at or near zero for, what, since 2008, the last 11 years? And, I'm sorry, um, and it's just ridiculous because all the numbers in the economy have been inflated falsely by this, um, this boom that we've been in, and then the Federal Reserve raises the interest rate by, I don't know, they were on a tightening cycle and they raised by maybe 1.5%, and all of a sudden they had to cut rates again, or or else we know what probably would have happened. They have to cut rates again, or else everything's going to fall apart. And so... Sure, maybe maybe the reason Trump is winning is in part because it's the economy, stupid, and everyone believes that our economy is booming right now, but, I mean, I don't know how they could believe that because things are not going, at least subjectively from my view, I guess I have a pretty good job, but, um, I mean, I'm an attorney, but we're, our family's still living paycheck to paycheck, in, in some sense, trying to build that wealth and, and do budgeting and, and pay off student loans and everything, but it's it's still, I mean, we're by no means, I don't, like, put it this way, I don't know how a family that relies on two incomes amounting $45,000 a year net, I don't know how that family exists, and if there's someone out there who's basically taking home a salary of $32,000 a year. Um, I don't know how, I don't know how you're paying your bills. If you have any children, 
uh, if you have to take them to daycare. I mean, our, our daycare payments are more than our mortgage payment. It's about $1,000 per child per month to send them to daycare. It's insane. It's insanity. And add student loans on top of that, and you're not even breaking into the bills like uh, rent or mortgage payment or electricity, garbage, phones, internet, all that. And it's insane. It's just crazy. So, right, I, I just don't know how to balance this can, this absolute being fed up with the political theater and not caring at all, knowing that it's all a farce. Um, but what are the Democrats doing, man? Like, I, I really don't understand. They, it's almost like they want Trump to win. Seriously, it's almost as if they've doubled down on all the tactics that led to them losing big time. And they just don't know how to give it up, or they don't know what they're doing wrong, or they do know what they're doing wrong, and they're just purposely doubling down on it, or if they're trying to pave the way for Hillary Clinton to make a comeback or something like that. Um, it wouldn't surprise me, I mean, if... I don't know, it's all about, like, 4D chess, it seems like, or or people who... Uh, support Trump, think that Trump has this grand master plan, he's going to drain the swamp still, and he has like this 4D chess idea. But what if Trump is really 5D chess, and he's a Democrat, and he did all this too? I don't know. It's like, how could you ever really seriously evaluate and, and um, hypothetical... Uh, this whole thing, talking about your different theories about what's actually going on. So I hope I'm not a bad libertarian or a bad political observer for not giving a shit about this impeachment. But moreover, isn't it just so exhausting to follow? And talking about it, I know that Dave made a comment, Dave Smith, on a recent podcast about how he's people were telling him they could tell that he wasn't enthusiastic about the whole impeachment saga in the last episode. And he said, yeah, okay, you got me. It's just the same garbage over and over again. But how could you care about it? And, and he jumped on and said that, okay, well, this is a very important chapter in our history and it's important to give it coverage and do the due diligence that way. But I've listened to hours of Dave Smith talk about it, and I've listened to other people talk about it, like on the Scott Horton. Scott Horton has had people on the podcast to talk about impeachment in detail. Every, in detail, every single step of it. But when I'm listening to it, I don't know if it's that I don't find it interesting, so I tune out and don't pay attention, or that it's just boring as hell, but, or maybe it's just that the whole thing is just so, it's such a nothing burger that, I mean, the big scandal is that there is a wing of our government committing a political coup against a sitting democratically, in quotes, really a 
Republican elected president, and they claim to support this underlying democracy principles or republicanism principles, but yet they are trying their damnedest to unseat a president for political reasons is what it boils down to. I don't think there's any kind of real meritorious argument that Donald Trump committed a high crime or misdemeanor by asking Ukrainian officials withholding aid that he didn't actually withhold or uh, or asking Ukrainian officials to investigate a former vice president's under-the-table dealings during his tenure. Uh, I, I fail to see how that's not within the national interest for a formerly sitting Democratic vice president candidate or someone who's currently running for president to have an investigation be launched into his misconduct. Um... I don't see how that's outside of the national interest. So, I don't know. Just wanted to get my thoughts out here. I apologize for all the yawning. Um, It's either, I guess, you get that or you get no episode. Um, But I wanted to fulfill it today. Like I said, a lot of the free time I have that's not on the weekends for recordings after everyone's gone to bed. And I've been... I have an appellate brief due on Friday... So I've been kind of busting my ass at work on that and and doing networking events after work. That's what I was doing today. Um, so I didn't get home until late. But um, yeah, so I guess if you, you know how to support this show, patreon.com forward slash Liberty Weekly. Also, I'd really appreciate it if you shared this B-Side podcast around or give it a rating on iTunes. If you go to anchor.fm, you can find the iTunes link and give a review there. I did see that someone gave me a five-star review, um, but no written review. I appreciate it all. Uh, But if you would take the time to give a written review, um, five-star review preferably if you enjoy the show. But keep in mind it's a B-Side podcast. Um, but I'd really appreciate that. It would really help me out. So I'm calling on all of you to do that. Share it with your friends, share it on social media, give me a rating, comment, uh, subscribe to the show if you haven't already, and we'll see how much I can grow this show just organically. Um, we're at, I don't know, maybe about 22 normal subscribers. I'll be completely transparent about all those numbers with you and we'll see how we can push this without... Um, I did it one time. I built the Liberty Weekly podcast. So let's see what the B-side can get. And I got to get some episodes out there that aren't about libertarianism or politics and see how well that does. Uh, I'm going to go to bed for now, but I got a couple ideas. The problem is, I guess I don't know exactly. I know that if you're listening to this, y'all are probably into libertarianism, but what of my other myriad of interests? Because remember from my last episode, you can't be such a uniquely unidimensional person with a singular interest and be exciting or interesting or maybe even a good person. And yes, you heard me right on that one. But I don't know what else y'all are interested in, but if you are, I guess, interested in myself as a personality why else would you be listening to the B-Side show, right? Um, 
I have lots of different interests. I really like hockey. I like music. I love death metal. Um, I like to play video games. There's a whole myriad of other things. I like sports. Um, I don't know, what else? I like camping. I like outdoors. I like hunting. I like guns. Yeah, so there's a lot of other stuff, a lot of different parts. I like to read. I like fiction. I like to write poetry and stories, and I have some stories. I was a creative writing major in undergrad, and so I'm trying to develop that a little bit. But uh, yeah, as always, I really appreciate listening to the show. Hope you enjoyed this one, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Mm-hmm.